0: And, and has been there now for uh, a little over seven years and so uh, <clears throat> seven years and six months actually and then we see now that he is going to come in and become the king over uh, all of Israel and if you remember last week we saw where Ishbosheth had had uh, been killed and, and so it was at this time that Their king had died, that was in Israel, and so now they have come to to David, and we see him being anointed, and we see that it's God's will, and and the anointing is recognized here in verses 1 through 5. Then came all the tribes of Israel to David unto Hebron, and spake, saying, Behold, we are thy bone and thy flesh. Also in time past, when Saul was king over us, thou was he that led us out and brought us... Uh, in Israel, and the Lord said to thee, Thou shalt feed my people Israel, and thou shalt be a captain over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king to Hebron, and King David made a league with them in Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. David was thirty years old when he began to reign, and he reigned forty years. In Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months. And in Jerusalem, he reigned thirty and three years over all Israel and Judah. You know, and as I was looking at this and thinking about the trials that that David had gone through and uh, to get him to this point of of being king, and we think about it in our lives today, and thirty really isn't very old. And here he is; he has uh, become king now, and and we know that he reigns for forty years, and he dies when he's seventy, and and. Couple of thoughts that I had with this, actually three thoughts or so about about David and who he is and and uh, or who he was and and it's amazing to me. I, I would be curious to know um, when all the trials actually started in David's life. I know that uh, you go back and Saul reigned for 22 years, and, and so if you know you start subtracting here and then that would mean that David was eight years old when Saul became king and then we know that there was a point in time there where uh, he he was a young man I'm not sure probably in his teens whenever he he was anointed king and we know that he was brought into the into the palace and there he he played his harp to the uh, king Saul for quite some time and so I would just be curious of how long he had to run from Saul? I would think that it was a number of years that that this took place and and David really achieved some great success in the world's eyes quickly because after killing Goliath, and then we know from that point on that that he became a great warrior for Saul and uh, was was then made leader over much of the military and very young age was doing a lot of good things for. For the country, and and I just I look at this, and and you know, and the testimony that Lynette gave too is a reminder that it really doesn't matter how young or how old you are. We're all going to be going through trials. Tori's going through some trials and testings, and and God is allowing that in her life, and and allowing other uh, young Christians that. You know, I, look, I, we have a number of kids sitting here tonight that, that uh, are going to the public schools, and, and you're going to get challenged by, by those around you. You're going to be challenged by the other kids. You're going to be challenged by some of your teachers that are out there. And, and uh, the, the thing that, that we need to understand is David was a young man and was challenged even to the point of having to flee for his life and, and dealt with some very severe challenges in his life when he was very young and how important it is that that we learn what what the scriptures say and and know why we believe what we believe and we need to do that and parents you need to help your kids to understand why why they need to believe what it is that the scriptures say and show them in the word of of God what it says and how we need to base our lives upon the truth of God's word and what it says and oh how important it is to to uh, have that in our lives. And, and so here we see that even at a very young age that David was being challenged along the way. We, we also see that, I, I find this interesting, that in, in all of the, the patriarchs before this time and, and, and listening to and reading through this, it seems that of all the, of the ones that walked greatly with God, it's almost, it seems, and maybe there's others that I just can't think of, but David was one of the youngest to die. I thought that was interesting, 70 years old. And David is the one that wrote in the Psalms that, that I believe is David, it might have been Moses, but one of the two wrote that that God promises us 70 years. That's pretty much, and anything over 70 years, you're living on borrowed time. and And some of you are, are really uh, drawing a lot of extra interest there right now and and so you know we just need to thank God for every day that we have and and praise Him for that, but I just found that interesting, and I think part of that is you think about david 's life and he had a hard life i mean he he was a bloody man and and fought and killed many people i I came out here today and and took a walk this afternoon and this is a great place to walk anybody ever wants to walk this is a great place to come you can park in the parking lot walk on the drive walk down to the shooting range walk over to the road and come back you can make a circle around this thing and, and and I know it's like 1400 feet from the highway down to the cross and so you can figure that up if you just want to walk back and forth until you get a mile or whatever you want to do but you know I was walking and I turn on the Bible and I'm listening to it as i'm as i 'm walking and and I was reading and and it was reading to me uh this this passage right here in second samuel and and it just drove home a point to me too about how how bloody David was for the glory of God and for his country and, and I think about the 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 patriot that he was for the country the the nation that God had chosen and and how how he was willing to fight for the uh for the glory of God and and a Philistine that was twice his size and 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 was uh well equipped for war and didn't bother him a bit he went in and and defeated him and and just seeing the character of David and and how tough of a guy this guy was and and as I was listening to that today and and I was back in chapter 3 I think and and it and it's there where or maybe it's here in four, but I, I can't remember one of the two chapters where the young man came and 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 they had uh, uh, killed Ish-bosheth, Ishbosheth, Ishbosheth, and and it was there that they came bragging about that, and and David had him chopped up and killed, and just like when they came and gave uh, news that Saul had been killed and had him uh, cut up too, and I I just think about how how tough David must have been and and because of that i'm sure that probably shortened his life some but made such an impact on so many and and i just want you to understand that part about the character of David and and who he was and he was definitely a different kind of king than Saul their first one Saul was a glory hound Saul was one that that sought to do all and get all the praise and all the glory and and God was put aside and, and he did whatever he wanted to do and did it however way that he wanted it done. And, and God was not happy with that at all and, and took away the, the the kingdom from him. And, and we see that David was completely different than that. And, and we see that, that David was one that truly did seek the glory of God. And, and so now we go on and, and we look in verse 6 and and we go through um, uh, looking at this area of the Canaanites, and what takes place here, and the king and his men went to Jerusalem under the Jebusites, which are also the Canaanites, the inhabitants of the land, which spake unto David, saying, "Except thou take away the blind and the lame, thou shalt not come in hither, thinking David cannot come in hither and so here now they're they're making this great brag, and they're 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 in the the city of Jerusalem, and David wants to come in, and that 's where he 's going to set up his kingdom and he, and he and they they tell him that that uh, this is so fortified that even the the blind and the lame can defend this city. There's no way that you're going to get in here, and 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 you can go on further in in the Second or First Chronicles chapter eleven tells the same story and chronicles it a little bit differently, but that this is what they tell him. And then nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion. The same is the city of David. Here again is more of his character of. Uh, uh, there would be some that would cower and say, well, let's just move somewhere else and we can put up a city somewhere else and make that the the place that we want to reign. And and that wasn't David's character at all. And when times got hard and things were tough and and there was obstacles along the way, he said, well, let's just trust God. Let's do what it is that we need to do and, and let's have victory over this. And, and so here he, he goes and he says, and David said on that day, whosoever getteth up to the gutter and smiteth the Jebusites and the lame and the blind that are hated of David's soul he shall be chief and captain Wherefore they said the blind and the lame shall not come into the house so uh, here they're making fun of that statement that was made earlier and you can look over in first chronicles 11 and there you find out that Joab took a group of people and 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 the gutter is a it was an underground waterway that went into Jerusalem and they didn't think anybody obviously knew about it and the soldiers came up through the waterway and ended up taking over the city and then they made a mockery of those men that had said that even the blind and the lame can take care of this city and and we see that they took the city at that time and and so then it says so David dwelt in the fort and called it the city of David and David built roundabout from Milo and inward and David went on and grew great, and the Lord God of hosts was with him. You know when when we give thought to david's life, and there there were some bad choices that he makes along the way, and I've always said that that God is so good at at revealing to us not only the the pretty side of things but also gives us the ugly side of things and, and it shows us that God's hand was still with david and and there were times where where he was chastened of God. There were times where he dealt with many scars from bad choices that he made and and we see that he paid a great price for those things that that went on. But here we see that this was a man that truly did love God with a passion and and loved God's nation with a passion and, and sought to glorify God and we see that because of that, the Lord God of hosts was with him. And then we go on and and we see that there are those that recognize his kingdom and recognize his kingship and even Gentiles. And Hiram, king of Tyre, which is a a group of Gentiles, sent messengers to David and cedar trees and carpenters and masons, and they built David a house. David perceived that the Lord had established him king over Israel and that he had exalted his kingdom for his people Israel's sake. You know, I find this interesting if you, we started off in 1 Samuel and we looked at the life of Samuel and then we looked at the life of Saul and now we're continuing into the life of David, but you know what, I find this interesting, this is what God told, uh, this is what God told Eli back in 1 Samuel 2 and verse 30, wherefore the Lord God of Israel saith. I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord saith, Be it far from me, for them that honor me I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. And then we know that Eli made some bad choices, and and we know that he ended up, by the time Solomon becomes king, Solomon gets rid of the last priest of Eli's uh, blood and the, and that ends the the whole line of Eli during the time of Solomon and and such a warning and then you go over into First Kings chapter two and here David is on his deathbed and and this is the these are the things that he tells Solomon in the first four verses here of chapter two and he tells us now the days of Dave, now the days of David drew nigh that he should die and he charged Solomon his son saying. I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. And keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest, and whithersoever thou turnest thyself, that the Lord may continue his word which he spake concerning me, saying, if thy children take heed to their way, to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, there shall not fail thee, said he, a man on the throne of Israel. Now, that's a promise that he gave, and, and here David was given that promise to Solomon, and and how that, and even all the, the bad choices that David made, that with a pure and a tender heart, he comes back repenting to God and and seeking forgiveness, and God forgave him, and God continued uh, to use him, and he is telling Solomon the same thing, and 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 so we see just a a, a powerful character of David, and and uh, what he was doing here, and 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 uh, then we even see a major mistake that David makes, and here it is: this is one of those issues where where the culture said it was okay, God never condoned this throughout the Scripture, and David took him more concubines and wives out of Jerusalem after he was come from Hebron, and there were yet sons and daughters born to David, and these be the names of those that were born unto him in Jerusalem, Uh, Shemua and Shoab and Nathan and Solomon, Ibar also, and Elishua and Nepheg and and Japhia and Elishama and Eliada and, um, yeah, that one. I don't know why it just kind of died on me. All right, and my brain quit functioning all of a sudden. It went blank, you know. And but but here we see that that David uh, had concubines and more wives, and and we see that he had many more kids that that came along, and, and we see some some devastating things that took place uh, in, in some of his kids' lives later on, and and we'll see more of the character of David. As, as we get into that but in all of this we see just a an excitement with the country now we have David he he's been one that's fought for this nation he's been one that that has showed his patience and 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 showed his 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 uh uh respect for those that were in power and and not fighting saul but uh, continuing to hide away and not fight against the king himself and and so now they had finally come to the point where and I do believe that because of all of that that's why Israel could come to him and and say that we are thy bone and thy flesh. and so they saw that he truly did care and loved them and and so it's a great time and it's an exciting time and it's a good time, but then we see that when things like that happen that The enemy is just never happy with that. And so it says, But when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David. And David heard of it and went down to the hold. The Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of the Lord. Oh how we need to always remember that. Remember it goes it really it it goes right along with with what we we looked at this morning also that it is written. It is written. We we need to go to what God's word says. We need to find out God, what is your will in in something like this and 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 you might be having to make a major decision in your life, and all you have to do is look at the decision that needs to be made and compare it to what the scripture tells you. And and many times the, the answer is very evident. And it's easy, easily solvable. And and we need to just look at that and, and see what God's word says. But oh, how often we need to, you know, we're making these decisions on the fly and we're not looking to God. And and here was David though. And and every time. Every time you can go back through this and look at the life of David, when, when David had victory, David inquired of the Lord. Every time David had good victory and, and a blessed life, he inquired of the Lord. He looked to God to see what it was that he needed to do. And so he said, Shall I go up to the Philistines? Will I deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said unto David, I love this. Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thine hand. There won't be any doubt. Yes, I'll do it. And David came to Baal-perazim, and David smote them there and said, The Lord hath broken forth upon mine enemies before me as a breach of waters. Therefore, he called the name of that place Baal-perazim, which is Baal is broken in and, and like the breach of waters. And, and so we've broken them down. And, there, and then look what he does too. Totally opposite of what Saul did. And there they left their images and David and his men burned them. We don't want nothing to do with them. We don't want anything to do with any other gods. God, you're the only God. And so we would think that we can celebrate now. We can close out the chapter and all is good. We had a great victory, and the and and the the enemy has been defeated, and and now we can live happily ever after, like Disney uh, shows us in all of their their shows, and and all is going to be good. And that's not what happened. And the Philistines came up yet again, and spread themselves in the Valley of Rephaim again in the same place. It's like God. It's deja vu, and. Here have we not done this already? And and here it comes again. Here comes the test. And, and it looks like the very same test that we've already had. And sometimes that happens in our lives. And what is our character going to be? Well, it needs to be the character of David. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up but fetch a comest behind them and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. All this first time, you hit them head on. Well, this time, I want you to circle around behind them. There's some mulberry trees back there, and I want you to take your soldiers, and I want you to get in amongst those mulberry trees, and let it be when thou hearest the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees. And I, I don't know, whatever the noise may have been, but but I think of the wind rustling through the, so they're there and they're quiet and nothing's moving and then all of a sudden you, you see the breeze go, you know, and it rustles through the leaves of the trees and, and they know that, hey, God is here and God is ahead of us and He's leading the battle and so from there we go and that then thou shalt bestir thyself for then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. It doesn't say how long they waited either. Think about how many Psalms David wrote and just told us to wait upon the Lord. We don't like to wait. You know, we're the microwave society, right? We'll take a pill and everything will be good and, and we're all good now. And God says, wait, wait. Sometimes we need to just wait and see what it is that God wants us to do. If you're uneasy about a decision, don't make any decision at all until you have complete guidance and direction from God to know exactly what it is that you need to do. And when you do and you know that that's what God wants you to do, then victory awaits. And David did so as the Lord had commanded him and smote the Philistines from Gaba until thou come to Gezer. Had a complete victory. That's what he wants from us. Oh, the character of David. We see that he loved God passionately. He loved his nation passionately and was willing to fight for it. You know, sometimes we need to stand up and earnestly contend for the faith. There are times when when we're going to be challenged, and, and if God is allowing Tori to be challenged at such a young age, then God wants to do something wonderful in Tory's life and, and use her and and help her to be strong because there's going to come a day when those tests are going to get harder in her life. And just like ours and the tests that we have, then then God is using that to, to, to help us be stronger in our faith and in our walk. And, and God will use that and show us a great victory that we'd never have without being tested. And so we see God use David greatly. And we're going to see him continue to use David and see how we can learn from David's bad choices, and so that we can live a life that maybe is just a little bit easier than David's by learning from him. So we'll see. We'll just continue to see what God has for us through the life of David. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word, and I pray your blessings upon it. I pray you guide us home safely tonight. Thank you, Lord, for David. Thank you for the promises of eternity and that that what we stand for as we stand for the gospel as we stand for your word, that we stand for something that is eternal. I thank you for that. I thank you for our salvation. And I pray that you will bless us this week, use us, encourage us, help us, Father, to be open to the leading of the Spirit, and that you will use us greatly this week. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.